I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm Stella Bergen. And welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. The main question we're getting these days is about how do I navigate all the different food trends, paleo, keto that are out there? Yeah, I know I'm so happy that we got a question. And I do think we're going to switch up our format a little bit and for the next few weeks answer any questions we get to try to help people make sense of some of the health and wellness information that's out there. So today we just wanted to give you guys a little information about some of the current health trends and what they are and, and kind of how to make sense of them. The first one I would say is the paleolithic or paleo diet, otherwise known as the caveman diet. And basically the paleo diet is no grain, no sugar, no alcohol, legumes, or dairy. And I'm sure our listeners are like, well, what, what do I eat? Right. Right. But um, you can eat vegetables, fruits, nuts, roots, meat, including organ meat. You know, it's basically a vegetable and protein based diet. Right. It, it's somewhat ketogenic. You, you can from you can eat root vegetables on the um, paleo diet. I, I don't think you're if you're strict paleo, I don't think you're really supposed to eat white potatoes. But um, sweet potatoes and sweet potatoes are high glycemic. So it's not necessarily super low carb. It can be, but you, you're only eating carbs that are found in starchier vegetables because there's no other grain right, or right. legumes, right? So that's the paleo diet. Uh, the vegan diet, which I'm sure most people know, is just no animal products. So no dairy, no meat. You know, it's not sugar-free. However... If you're really strict vegan, there's a a big debate about whether you can eat honey because honey comes from bees. So Right, and I guess eggs come from chickens, so you can't have eggs. I mean, there's certainly people who are vegan who choose to, they would consider themselves vegan. I know, I think Ellen DeGeneres is a vegan, but she eats eggs. And I think because you, the you're not killing the chickens to eat the eggs. Some people, well, then, and that would be the same with honey, right? Right, it's with a honey, it's a byproduct, right? So, yeah. So there's certainly a lot of vegans eat honey, and a lot of vegans eat eggs, even though they consider themselves vegans. I, they, right. you know, so, so but maple syrup would be fine regardless because it comes from a tree. Right, right. So you can't eat maple syrup if you <laughs> that is not in question. And I think a vegan, you know, all of these that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the paleo diet, vegan, pegan, keto, and intermittent fasting are basically the five ones that we're going to cover today. But the vegan diet really has been a lifestyle for such a long time. This is nothing new. The vegan diet is not new on our radar. I think it's become in vogue recently because a lot of high profile athletes have are vegans and they really have tried to bring to the forefront that you know it is that it's healthy and it's safe and you can be a high performance athlete and a vegan where i do think there was this sense of like you know oh you don't get enough protein Right, right. Well, you do have to manage it. You do have to make sure that you're aware of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and a vegan's argument would be that cows don't eat meat to get protein. I mean, cows, horses don't build all that lean muscle by eating other animals. Correct. Right? So, you know, that is a very easy argument to make, that there's plenty of protein found in 
vegetables and beans and legumes and you know when you combine obviously rice and beans make a complete protein there's certainly tons of ways to get your protein um soy protein often mm-hmm. vegans eat a lot of soy protein but um i do think with any of these lifestyles you know you do need to be aware of the quality of what you're eating and how you're combining foods and what you're eating because you could certainly be do any of these and and do them in an unhealthy way i mean vegans can be unhealthy vegans can be extremely healthy but if you're just eating junk i mean there's plenty of junk on on a vegan diet for sure but if so if you're just eating the vegan cookies that you found at whole foods i mean (laughs) that's just not going to be a healthy way well, of eating. Well, it does give you a lot of variety. <laughs> right. I mean, there's tons of packaged vegan food, right? So, you know, but you, you typically think of vegans as having a very healthy I also think it's good life. for the environment. It's great for the environment. So there's no arguing that the vegan diet is absolutely hands down, other than maybe fasting, the best supportive way of living for the environment. For sure. So you put vegetarian in with so that? Ve- yeah, too? vegetarian is basically add cheese or yeah. just byproducts. You it's can just have your, cheese, you can yeah. have eggs, you can have honey. And- well, vegetarians don't eat, you, you would be like a lacto-ovo vegetarian, right? So ovo would be eggs. So, oh, it's um, getting so very tricky. It's very tricky, so that's why we have the vegan diet. <laughs> oh, the next one. Yes, yeah, segue right into the vegan diet, which is mostly vegan, but you can eat small amounts of good quality sources of meats and seafood. And if you think about the Mediterranean diet, is really a vegan diet, and they but they do eat feta cheese and seafood, right? right? And so they, it's mo- I think you're allowed to have red meat or meat. Yeah, and there's some yogurt, right, in there, and chicken right? once a week or something. Right. So it's a mostly vegan. But then they have, you know, outside of the bubbles, you can have well-sourced products and seafood. And so um, so that was a vegan diet is really kind of a com- combination of a vegan and a paleo diet. So keto is a ketogenic diet. This is a very low-carb, high-fat diet. Um, it's been shown to reduce blood sugar and insulin levels. And what it really does is shifts your body away from burning carbs and towards burning fat and ketones um which you could also argue that at at some point the paleo diet unless you're just eating large amounts of sweet potatoes and other starchy vegetables that you know you probably end up in a ketogenic state at some point depending on how you're doing the diet but a real keto diet is um you don't eat starchy carbohydrates at all you eat fish and meat and poultry you eat very low carbohydrate vegetables you can have cheese avocados eggs coconut oil butter you can have plain greek yogurt cottage cheese olives nuts seeds berries because they are um, low glycemic and olives and there are other things you can have on the keto diet it's kind of like the bulk of a healthy-ish keto diet so once again remember it's very high fat high protein low carb so it's really heavy on saturated fat for most people and just that long term it is not 
good for heart disease. So it's sort of good as a quick fix, but probably yeah. not. If you need to lose weight to fit into a dress or you're going to a party, it might be a good idea. People but... do lose weight on the ketogenic right. diet. But like, long term. Yeah, I just don't see long term how it it's it's not super sustainable for a lot of people. And I just don't see how it can be good for your arteries long term. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, that's a ketogenic diet. Intermittent fasting is really 12 to 24 hours without um, food or beverage. You, you could have black coffee and um, plain tea and water, but it would be... As soon as any, you put milk in it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's breaking your fast, right? So any breakfast... Calorie. Yeah, breakfast is break fast. It's really breaking your overnight fast. You know, you can, most people do have some type of fast, right? Because you're sleeping. So unless you're night eating, waking up in the middle of the night and eating, most people are fasting overnight. Um, there's been, there's really a lot of research around intermittent fasting. I know we've talked about Walter Longo on the mm -hmm. podcast before, but Walter Longo came up with his fasting mimicking diet, which mimics all the benefits of fasting, but without putting your body with the negative downsides of like a water fast, which is super interesting, especially for people who want the cellular regrowth and the right. cellular benefits of fasting, but without, I mean, it's really difficult to, to do a fast fast. And it's also disruptive for many people to their work and their, um, just their daily routine. Right. Well, I get lightheaded. Yeah. I don't eat regularly. So, so yeah. So the I fasting mimicking diet, like I said, for most people, they can still go to work. They can do most things. You can't, you're not really supposed to do any strenuous exercise on while you're on the fasting mimicking diet, but really you shouldn't be fasting and doing strenuous exercise anyway, unless you're under, under a doctor's care and You've done it. I mean, I know people who um, in my industry who use fasting as a tool for health, and they're so used to it, they kind of know their limits. They know when they can exercise and stuff. But I, I mean, I most people don't fast regularly, so mm -hmm. you can get lightheaded. I mean, people can pass out. They can get extremely um, emotional. Like it, it can really like angry. <laughs> yeah, like, like hangry on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That so anyway, but fasting, some of the benefits of intermittent fasting, it has been shown to promote blood sugar control because it reduces your insulin resistance. Um, it's been shown to fight inflammation, may enhance your heart health by improving blood pressure and cholesterol levels, and certainly may boost brain function. A hmm. lot of people do... Feel. Um, that is one of the benefits that people often talk about on the fasting mimicking diet is just the clarity, the mental clarity you get. Um, so anyway, just looking at these, um, you know, different, we talked about five different kind of current health trends when it comes to dieting or just your nutrition plan. Mm -hmm. You know, and one thing I want to bring up is there is, there has been so much um, talk about the blue zones and the blue zones are those areas of the world where people live the longest. Oh, okay. And, um, and the, and, and you can look up, I know that was um, with the China study 
uh, with T. Colin Campbell's book, The China Study, which came out a long, long time ago, um, he really looked at the blue zones. And if you've never read this, The China Study or read a review of The China Study, it is very interesting and certainly worthwhile. Um, I read it a, quite a long time ago. And the research is very interesting. And um, I did a workshop with T. Colin Campbell, and, you know, he really was, I mean, you talk about the industry coming after someone. I mean, just the, he was, was a highly, highly, highly respected physician. And, um, and he was really, like, raked over the coals over and over again by, like, meat industry and the dairy industry you just have to read it his story is pretty interesting and he has certainly lasted the test of time and as what has his research and i think right now because i mean it's a vegan lifestyle and it's all based on so the that's blue zones. what he said is the vegan lifestyle. oh yeah okay, i mean that that makes sense as to why strict vegan yeah it. and his is all really about cardiovascular health but um, and most, I think, the China study is really on reducing cardiovascular health. And probably at the time that he wrote it, that was kind of the emerging um, health crisis. You know, the time now we have, you know, the whole, you know, inflammation as a whole and metabolic diseases and inflammatory diseases, which kind of they're a cluster, right? It's like heart disease and diabetes and some cancers, not all cancers, but some cancers. So they all kind of fall under that. But for the blue zones, where their bubbles intersect, and it's not just diet, because they often have very purpose-driven lives, and they do some type of meditation, and they're very community-oriented and very connected with within their community, mm -hmm. connected in the sense of they are not on their cell phones, and, you know, they are connecting with each other. Right, right. So besides that stuff, which we will talk about in another podcast, but just in terms of the way they eat and live, they do eat, all the Blue Zones eat a mostly plant-based diet. Okay. They have greatly reduced meat and dairy intake. Doesn't mean that they eat zero, but it's, I think they're pretty much like a 90% plant-based diet, right? So you're just looking at very small additions of like a garnish versus yeah, yeah. yeah the main meal. Yeah, I heard I cheese and was, crackers apparently not a meal yes, in the blue zone. Cheese and crackers are not a meal in the blue zone. Um, they have daily beans. Beans mm. are a huge part of their diet. So remember, beans are high fiber, right? And we'll get into this in another podcast too. But fiber, lots of fiber, is one of the key ingredients to your gut health and your microbiome hugely reduced sugar consumption. So I think they just mainly naturally sugars that are naturally contained in fruits and plants, you know, so they're not eating cookies and candies and yeah, that makes processed sense. Yeah. sugars. So they snack on nuts. Their bread is different. It's than what we have. I mean, they don't have this highly, highly processed white flour based bread. They mainly eat a very dense, hearty whole grain bread, okay. or what's more akin to a sourdough bread. Right, which has that long 30-hour rising, right. Right. slow rise, mm -hmm. instead of the quick 40-minute right. fast <laughs> rise from Safeway. Um, and they drink mostly water. Stella, I love doing these podcasts with you. I always learn so much. What specifically would you like to leave us with today? Yeah, so we can always come back to Michael Pollan's advice, which I think will stand the test of time and 
And it, it really stands, it, it really crosses all of these bubbles, right? So if you look at paleo and vegan and pegan and, and the healthiest possible version of a keto diet, you can, well, okay, aside from keto, it doesn't say keto. But if you look at paleo, vegan, and pegan, um, it really comes down to, to Michael Pollan, eat real food, eat real food, really get rid of as much of the packaged, processed, white food that you possibly can. I know that there's just every once in a while you just want to have a normal birthday cake or you're going to want to eat a donut or whatever it is, but do you, that just has to be a one-off. A treat. A treat. It can't right. be part of your regular way of eating, right? I've so, always heard shop the outside of the food store. Yeah, shop Don't the go outside down the of the food aisles. store. Eat real food, mostly plants, not a lot. Right. And I, I do think that advice from Michael Paul and the way he summed up the, the omnivore's dilemma um, really will hold true for the test of time. I mean, we come back to it over and over again. And some people, you know, everyone, everyone is, is different in terms of their body chemistry and and different triggers and things that they just crave and all that. I mean, I. I do know people who, if they're going to be a vegan, they're going to be a vegan all in. They can't be a partial vegan, right? right? A vegan would never work for them. But that's why, you know, really trying to work with your own body and what works with you. But just, if you can just hold on to that, eat real food, mostly plants. And then we're going to talk, I think next week, we're going to talk about exercise trends. And then the next week, we're going to, we've got one more question which was, you know, where do I start? Right, that's a good one. Yeah, so where do I start? How do I decide what to change, you know, with my lifestyle? So we're going to try to have people make some sense of all of this and and how to figure out for themselves because every single person is different. And what the combination of, you know, what you eat and when you eat and how much you exercise would really be different from every person. There's some general advice, which is great, like eat real food, mostly things mm-hmm. a lot, but really how that plays out for everyone would be very different based on their body, their body chemistry, what their daily habits are, what their daily lifestyle is, whether they have kids, no kids. I mean, there's just so many things that, you know, how much stress they have. I mean, there's just a gazillion factors that, that go into play when trying to help people figure it out, but you can figure it out. It's, we're going to give you kind of a little tool. little toolbox. Right? Yeah, we're going to give you a little mini toolbox. And maybe, you know, if you want to write in and maybe go through some case studies and sort of some different sure. people. If you have specific questions about yourself, um, we will certainly never attach a name to anyone's question. But um, but we would love to, you know, we can use you as a yeah, case well, study. And answer sure. your questions. And I'm yeah. sure if you have a question... You know, somebody else has the same question. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Thank you. Have a great week.